Brian, 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 I think this pipe looks like it's gonna explode, man. It's fine, it always does that. Oh! oh it's going right in your mouth, dude! Oh, oh god, it's in my mouth! It's just turning on my nozzle. mouth! Turn the nozzle! <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Oh, that's gross, Brian, this place man. is falling apart, man! Yeah. Oh god! Oh, you're right! That's why I started us a Patreon! So we can keep the lights on in this place, you know? The lights are always on! Yeah, we can't turn them off. That's a bad example. But if you out there listening want to help support the show and keep us from resorting to cannibalism, which I think about quite often. What? I mean, it, it is so, wait, wait, so wait, wait, tempting is that, when you're just isolated. Is that what you like, sprayed me with nacho cheese last night and said, hey, you beefy cheddar boy, I want to uh, take I a want bite of you. That was so bad, but I can't afford it, so please. Just eat the nacho cheese. You have it's nacho cheese. It's not real cheese. cheese. Uh. I don't want to say what bugs it's made out of, but please go to patreon.com slash bunker brothers and become a patron. So what, what do they get out of it? Oh, they'll get all sorts of stuff, like access to exclusive minisodes, they can hear their name read on the show, or even get a personalized phone call from us, the Bunker Brothers. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm aware of who we are, Brian. Okay. Well, just join the community now out there, you listener, on Patreon.com slash Bunker Brothers. I think there was something rotten in that sewer water. With your help, <laughs> suffering gobbinses like these can get the help that they need. I feel faint. Uh, what was, so the website was Patreon.com slash Bunker Brothers. I'm going to go pass out, I think. Oof. That's Patreon.com slash Bunker Brothers. Where we hide away from Norton's prying eyes So let's get subterranean with our two favorite guys In the bunker that our daddy built and left for you and me With my brother by my side, we can solve this mystery Won't you meet me down? Down, meet me down in the bunker. Hello, and welcome to a Bunker Brothers mini-sode. We are going to watch a movie today uh, because I've been having trouble sleeping. Um, I had a dream last night that Matthew Modine was wrestling for my soul with jack like uh, it was like it was like modine and was at a crossroads and and you were one way and modine was the other and i had to choose who was my true savior and wrestling with your soul like i mean literally wrestling i was wrestling matthew modine i mean you were both shirtless and you were wrestling and i remember even in the dream asking you both to stop put your shirts on this is really uncomfortable but you were like adamant you were like this is what we're both into and we love this and we both love you but we hate each other so you gotta choose well, that's uh, definitely a dream because I don't hate Matthew Modine at all. In fact, I think he's. Uh, I, I think very, it's because uh, I felt bad about what I said about Modine in a previous episode. Um, oh, so it's your subconscious, and then I guess you probably feel bad for all the things you've done to me too. So that's why you're. I think like, it's primarily the Modine thing. I can't honestly remember a bad thing I have ever done. Um, I, you know, there's a there's a there's a long uh, list of things that I, mean, I could to get Gina into. But Davis, I don't think we, yes, I've sent her 
numerous, numerous dead animals. Um, right, but I mean, you're just bad mouthing these people. You're not like actually affecting their lives. Like you actually. Well, affect I my feel life like negatively. at this point, I'm a little bit so much on Matthew Modine's Twitter that I am affecting his life, and not necessarily in a positive way. I think he thinks, "Oh, it's that guy again." I'm kind of a reply guy for him. So um, it's like he's he's that guy. I gotta, I gotta be nice to him, or else you know he might get me. Is that the sort of thing you're doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm like, <laughs> what? That's I'm don't like, do that to Matthew. <laughs> I don't want to, but it's just sort of the rhythm. You know, you get into these rhythms with people on Twitter, and then you're stalking your Twitter stalking Matthew Modine. I'm not and stalking him, him. I'm just sort of like, haha, I am stalking you. You know, like with irony. <laughs> Like, uh, but do you, does he know it's? I mean, if you just text him, he, he has no way of knowing. And I've said you'll have ironic. to listen to the show to find out. And he has made it clear he doesn't not he doesn't want anything to do with the show. Um, and I, in the dream, he's like, he he was putting me in this experiment padded cell, like eleven in Stranger Things, and he's oh. like. He's like, you will be my greatest experiment. Um, <laughs> what? What's he doing to you? I don't know. He just put me in the room, and they put this head thing on that like monitors my levels, I guess. And like, you don't know what he's doing to you. He's just no, it's a dream. You. I mean, it's not specific. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. It's specific. It's a really specific dream. <laughs> you think I'm smart enough to have invented science that's correct in my <laughs> dreams? No. I don't know. I thought maybe Matthew Modine, you know, was yeah, like, like explains it. No, in my dreams, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, science, shut up. You know, it's like, oh, it's, okay. it's, so it's, it's just as, it's still my subconscious. Of, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway, I can't interpret these dreams, and it sounds like you're doing a piss poor job of it yourself. See? So okay. I found this movie, and we're going to go watch it. Uh, it's an Annette Benning movie. It's called In Dreams. It's on Amazon Prime if you guys want to watch it. So after the break, we're going to come back and we're going to discuss the movie. And it is bizarre. If you want a little prelude to it, it's like a music video took over a studio movie and like just went to crazy town that's my um, my my sense of it from the trailer anyway uh did did, did y- y- we were shirtless in your dream is that what you said uh that's not important we will be right back So we just watched In Dreams, uh, a movie that uh, does does not help me with my Modine dreams at all. It doesn't it really just raises, yeah, it raises more questions about your dreams. It, no, it raises questions about what Annette Benning and Robert Downey Jr. where they both were on their career trajectory that they both thought this is it. <laughs> I think. This, I mean, I think like to be fair, I think Annette Benning was having a great time. Uh, yeah. I mean, she was chewing the scenery. You know, you know who was not doing anyone any favors was the screenwriter or the book because it's based on a book. It's based on a book. What crap? The opening credits. House of Leaves book. It is based. I don't understand. It only makes sense if it was based on a book 
uh, in certain ways because uh, the thing that made it feel like a book to me was like uh, the Snow White thing. I don't know the specific and like how it's set everything it's set up earlier in the movie. It pays off at some point, but like not in a satisfying way, no. but it felt feels like it's pulling from some source material because if you were just making this movie, you would be like, what the lip thing gets a callback yeah. and like the mirror mirror thing gets a callback. Like who yeah, the fuck yeah, cares? Yeah. You don't, don't double down on the least interesting parts of your movie. <laughs> yeah, It's like, uh, Hey, you like apples? How you like them apples? <laughs> They're, uh, I was hiding in an apple orchard. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, there you go. oh! I, you told me that the killer was in an orchard, not a cider factory. <laughs> That's cider. completely oh, different. Sorry. Cider factory. I, I missed the point of the apples. And I so guess. the premise of this movie is that Annette Benning inexplicably can see the future in her dreams. She just does. She just does. It's never explained. She's your main character. She's apparently been like this all of her life. She's at least 40 in this movie, but for whatever reason is just coming to terms with these powers now. And it's like, oh, well, you know what? I really should get this looked at. Uh And she never really does. She never really does. Um, So (laughs) early on in the movie, her kid gets murdered by the hey, serial spoiler. killer. Oh wait, that's like right. Yeah, the beginning. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and even so, I didn't see it coming. I think I knew it was going to happen from the description, but even so, I'm like, well, they're not going to kill that kid. They've spent all I this think, time establishing right. well, as I mean, the that's lovable why, child. That's why they don't do plays in woods for kids anymore. Because I know I was thinking that same thing. It's like, dangerous. oh, we know there's a serial killer or a killer on the loose who attacks children. Let's have let's dress everyone in An the same costume. And have the kids run around and play duck, duck, goose so no one can tell whose kid is what. And I honestly think that scene that we're both alluding to is the only scene of the movie that like 100% works. Not the whole play, but just that moment where she's like, there's all these little girls. They're all dressed like angels. She's she's trying to find her daughter amongst this crowd of girls who all look the same, but none of them are her daughter. And her freaking out there. I I thought that was really good. She freaks out, and then she never doesn't freak out for the rest of the movie. She's always on that level of her daughter disappearing for the next hour. She's (laughs) maybe the worst written hero character (laughs) since that little kid from Warriors of Virtues. Ladies are crazy, therefore she's a hero. (laughs) Okay, let's just get into it, because the problem with the movie is that she is actually... There's no twist where she was crazy all along. No. She's no, she. The, the twist is she's right. Yeah, and that she's. But you kind of know that from the beginning because you're just with this character so much. You're like, well, she's the main character. Yeah. Like unless it's going for a really uh, simple twist, which it could be. It's not that complicated. No, of a you're movie. like, there's going to be a twist where she, oh, she is crazy, but no, everything she's she sees is uh, is happening. Right. I thought it would be like, oh, the therapist has been drugging her from the beginning. Right. She's actually been seeing him for years, and like he, she, she's hallucinating and stuff like that. But the movie is neither that crazy 
or that logical. But it's either. just like you hashtag believe women, you know, like li- just li- like listen. She's instead of instead of believing, uh, they put her I in don't, insane I, I, That's how I. You know how you don't like it when I say a cab. I feel that same way about believing women. I mean, what if what if one what? of them kills? What if experience? What if one of them kills a bunch of people? <laughs> in your in I, be- your I believed a woman, uh, yeah. Lena Ramakrishna, that's and true. guess. Guess what? Guess I'm what, Jack? <laughs> Not my best call. I'm so, I don't mean to laugh at your uh, serial killer girlfriend, but uh, you make a good point. Hashtag don't believe As all women. As someone who I has guess. lived through this, it is not like they depict in the movie. It's no. worse. It's, it's much worse. They conveniently let her, her daughter dies, and she's just in a coma during her mourning period. And so, and so we don't even see the husband mourn. Right. And like, the the best thing that the husband does is get murdered. He's like, <laughs> so he one is. of the. He's gonna cheat on her. He's like, I just had dinner oh with the lady. I didn't that's cheat the thing. on her. Oh I my wanted God. to. There's so many weird little things like that. Yeah, like he's a pilot, right? Yeah. And so he travels a lot for work. I guess I don't know what a pilot does, but he he says he's got like some young chippy in Australia. And Hello, like, it's me, a young chippy in Australia. <laughs> like that? Spot on, mate. Hello. Cheerio. <laughs> Fortune it. cookies. Uh, Foreigners. Whoa, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> Is that offensive? What's the bar at? I don't know. The bar in Ohio, the is... bar is different than it is on the coastal elites. You can say foreigners. I just don't think the way you said it was nice. The context and the tone. Yeah. Foreigners. Yeah, you shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> Drinking your wine ah! from your vineyards. Uh, foreigners. It does kind of make me scared now. Um, <laughs> Motorhead. Is that a foreigner song? <laughs> Cold uh, as ice. Cold as ice in the corner, yeah. <laughs> That's, now I'm just thinking of Aqua Teen. <laughs> the foreigner <laughs> belt that froze stuff. Uh, yeah. When you are cold as ice. <laughs> yeah, classic. So stupid. Uh, so, I don't know. But that there was are parts the book, of this right? movie that was I like, like. He probably did have an affair in the book, and I was just like, let's not get into it because there's not enough time. Maybe. I mean, I guess I could see. I mean, it did have that thing where it's like we see some events in one of the other things I found compelling about this movie is like in the second half, we're seeing things from the therapist's perspective a little bit. We cut to him as like a C plot kind yeah. of. Or I guess just a B plot. This movie doesn't really have any other B plots. And like you see things from his perspective and it's a little bit interesting because he's a you know should be i mean this isn't set up very well it's all just sort of set up through cliches he's like just sort of wanders into scenes like well i'm the skeptical therapist so i guess i'm skeptical like even he doesn't seem like very enthusiastic about his role in this movie (laughs) and like he he's just this like human eeyore of a character who wanders into scenes and is like like ostensibly she goes to him or doesn't go to him she's like constantly being strapped to beds and wheeled around and they like wheel her up to this therapist and who they say earlier in the movie they're like he's a therapist but we're not going to hold them again hold that against him so it's like we know what this movie's stance on therapy is and so of course she can actually you know uh interpret dreams and not just that she 
Because it'd be one thing if she dreamt the future or had like clairvoyant episodes. No, it's more it's, than that. It's more than that. It's that she is a conduit, uh-huh. a fucking dream receptacle, receptacurpal. Yeah, that, that's the word. That like she's an antennae. <laughs> I don't know what she's a lightning Say rod a for correctly. other people's dreams. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But she's, she receives she's other people's Potter dreams. To the murderers Voldemort, essentially, they're seeing things as they happen, right? I guess I don't understand that. I don't think that tracks. My antennae thing is way more antennae. clear. She zaps. He okay. So the serial killer is somehow projecting his thoughts into her head yeah. in her dreams. Yeah, that's the best way to explain it. Maybe. That's what it is. And but they're also his dreams. But it's unclear, and it's like. It's all it's it's a little bit messy and yeah. not just in like it's it's confusing cuz like it's a little bit messy plot wise it doesn't quite make sense and it's also so over the top and gooey and insane yeah but at the same time it like it's neither of those. I mean, uh, it, I think it's, it's a really like half-assed movie in a lot of ways. Uh, you said the best thing, uh, the best review, I think, is it's a little bit interesting, which I think is basically <laughs> that's the movie. It's a little bit interesting. You're like, OK, this is watchable for 90 minutes. And then it's not quite so bad. Yeah. And it's not long either. We've watched like, way worse movies for longer. <laughs> we yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like the movies that this is cribbing from, like I'm thinking of, I don't know if this predates them. I think one of the weirdest things about this movie is that it's like, okay, this is a DreamWorks logo. It starts with the DreamWorks logo, and I'm like, okay, so this is a relatively newish movie because DreamWorks came around in the 2000s or something like that. Nineteen ninety nine. That's what it was, right? Oh, all right. So. Uh, I just remember when I was like a teen, that's when DreamWorks became a thing. And like, is that right? No, maybe I mean, it was, was 1999. That's what I meant. Sorry. A tween? So I was, I don't know. Uh, but I guess I, it was shocking to see DreamWorks with its crisp, beautiful logo transition into this, the grainiest looking film grain. In dreams. It has to, they probably bought it because of the word dream. Maybe DreamWorks. Yeah, I mean, dreams. That's mm-hmm. the most compelling reason to buy this script yeah. and and produce it uh, that I can think of. I mean, like it's just so. It's like we wanted to make uh, a Morgan Freeman Ashley Judd movie without those components. Yeah, that's exactly and what it is. It's those. We it's wanted, every single one of those psychological thrillers. Someone saw Seven while they were drunk and was like, how can I replicate this, make it an hour shorter, and do none of the legwork? Like, put in none of the creativity. Like, and, and it's funny, because, like, I don't completely hate this director's visual flair. Like, I like it when it's crazy. There's, like, Annette Benning in a dream in this, like, gothic Silent Hill space. Yeah. And she's wearing a bright red dress. And it's like, okay, this is kind of campy and fun in an insane way. And, like, visually, it's occasionally interesting, like, a 90s music video. And I'm like, okay. But there are just some choices that make you question the director's taste level like uh i'm gonna jump ahead to the ending which is you find out that 
uh, a character who wasn't in the movie before. So it's not like a really big twist. It's just a twist, a surprise that Robert Downey Jr. is the actor playing. I mean, he's the on the killer. he's on the title cards. It's not that big of a twist. So you should know he's coming. <laughs> yeah, it's not Kevin so, Spacey in Seven. It's just Robert Downey Jr. You're waiting for him the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't really understand what the point of hiding his face is that whole time. Watching Seven Drunk, you're right. And there's that sequence where it was, again, one of the more interesting parts of the movie. She's basically in an insane asylum. She escapes through the vent by following his memories, the killer's memories, who inhabited the same room. No explanation really why she's in the same room conveniently as a serial killer. That's the kind of thing that the movie... find the writing on the wall. Come on. I I mean, I understand why the screenwriter wanted her there. I don't understand why, uh, you know, she actually, why that was placed there. And if they had this record of this this extremely eccentric person who <laughs> wrote, wrote on the, on the fucking walls, <laughs> I think they would remember that guy, right? No, like, that 20 would be, years ago. It was no. nigh on 10 or 15 years ago. It was when ago. he was a, a kid who they <laughs> dress as a woman and sexualize, yeah. staring at his legs in the car. Right. And then she, like cosplays the same thing that he does very strange i mean it's interesting to be like she she knows how to escape this place because this guy is projecting his memories into her that's kind of an interesting idea and like i haven't seen that done before but the way in which it comes together in this movie is again like you said she's on 10 from like 30 minutes into this movie when she wakes up from her coma she that's the thing is like her daughter dies and her reaction to that is she drives off a fucking bridge (laughs) and goes into a coma you think she couldn't go and it's like okay okay so like maybe she was drone driven into sorrow and that can cause her to commit suicide no 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 she's at the scene of the accident where her daughter died and drives into the same lake off a high bridge. She drives, she steals the car and just drives. And pretty it's cool. just like. That's a pretty cool it, scene, too, because she drives that car really yeah. fast. And it falls for a long time. Yeah, it's. I like that shot. I was actually thinking of how cool it would be if somebody was on the bridge into Cleveland and did that same shot because of how <laughs> high that up yeah, pretty is. So high. I might have been thinking about killing myself, but oh, okay. it's not well, important. You, you know, I mean, the whole Lena thing. You is couldn't still get off that bridge raw. in your car anyway. You'd have to but, drive. There's, you got know, to got to go down to get up. That's what I always you say. You could jump off, but you couldn't use a car. I mean, you would just hit the uh, side. You wouldn't break through it. I don't recommend anyone to do that. It sounds painful. Um, um, this was a great movie, and I'm glad we watched it. The end. <laughs> the end. Period. Wait. The end. The, you missed the part where, like, the the story starts where that they they flood a town, and then Robert Downey <laughs> Jr.'s character was tied to the bed by his mom, and that's why he's so messed Is up. Is that why? Yes, that's why he's messed up. He wanted a family because his mom left him as going to be crazy. Well, yeah, exactly. So he wants somebody just and, as crazy. And they just so fucking are like, well, they, it worked in Psycho, so. He's crazy. Like they spend he loves his mommy. She needs a mommy. He's crazy. The movie seems like so concerned with answering some questions yeah. and like, and like making sure certain things happen twice and track, but it doesn't answer other basic questions like, what is the reason for 
her having this power. Was she in a traumatic incident? And that's why just it read connects the book. Her? If you got questions, no read ex- the book. No explanation. Dude. No explanation. There's no wise Obi Wan of dream psychicness who ever answers. And it's like, okay, the functional role for the therapist in this movie should be what they set him up to do, which is interpret the dreams. <laughs> but he is immediately like, so you're fucking crazy. So you're crazy. That's my professional opinion. Crazy. And I'm not listening he, to you. He doesn't even <laughs> interpret what the idea of these dreams could be no. he's just like he's like even if they are even if she is crazy they could have some insight about what's like on her mind yeah she's like, like, the, like she's them. not wrong like the first like she finds like the like she knows what the dead little girl is the first dead little girl is and it's like right so it's like she's not completely wrong you think they would like listen to her at least once or twice even if she sounds crazy <laughs> The fucking first scene with the husband at the police station where he's just like everything in this movie is lit by someone's fucking book lamp. It's just everything those, is those so late nineties movies that look so terrible now and I don't know what they shot it on. I don't know if it was like It's like it's on film and there's just no lighting. It's and, so and bad. it doesn't matter what professional setting you're in, yeah. nothing is lit. And the husband comes in and he's like, my wife is a psychic and she thinks that this is happening. And the guy humors him. He's like, oh, I'm so busy. Oh, but man he humors this guy me. for 10 minutes. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, by the way, it's already solved. That girl's dead. So it's like, fuck you, man. What I'm is that? Wait, like, does, did, did uh, yeah, I don't under, uh, yeah. And then that cop is like trying to chase her down as she's about to drive off the bridge and in like a pointless car chase. And... The problem with the movie is that it's not a gradual descent into madness for her. It's like... She takes off and she's there the whole time, man. It's fun. And and the other thing is, it's not just that she's saying absurd things uh, and, like, that makes people think she's having a psychotic break or hallucinating or something. She's saying... She's presenting the images in her head in an insane way that makes... (laughs) That for all intents and purposes... There was a dog eating my husband's face in room 401. She's explaining it so badly in, like, every sense of it that, like... Yeah, how could it, you listen to her? She, you know, exactly. It's like the natural response is to think she's crazy. Like I, at, at like twenty to thirty minutes in, I logically should know she's telling the truth because she has been picturing all this shit that's already happened. But I'm just like, she seems fucking crazy she's to me. Crazy. Like, she seems crazy, and it's just because not that like, you would know if somebody's crazy, is, but. I mean, stop it. That's not fair to me. That's I'm just not saying, fair like, to anyone. I'm I mean, just, just because somebody's going, wow, 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 doesn't mean they're crazy. That would be helpful if they did when they were crazy. What was, That's uh, all I'm saying. What was Matthew Modine doing in your... Did, does he trying to communicate anything with you? He's trying to wrestle with me? Is that what he wants? He was, he was like, I'll buy you a drink. He was dressed like Bill Murray in Lost in Translation. Oh. He was just like, for authentic times, make it Centauri times. I think it's because, in my head, Modine represents genuine class. Oh, okay. Like I, was just, I was just seeing if... if if he was trying to communicate with you directly to like get out of my get off my Twitter or something. No, no. In my dreams, he loves how much I communicate with him. Oh, okay, he wants that's it interesting. More. Okay, well, that's good to know. Well, all right. Uh, ten so, out of ten, I would say. What about the scene where she's in the in the like <laughs> in in the padded cell and she keeps going? I want to use the phone. Yeah, she wants to use the phone. What's the problem? She's not crazy. The way she pronounces it is foul. I also love that they use a completely glass door on a padded cell. 
Like right. that's, you gotta see. Gotta they probably see. added that for her. They're like, wow, Annette Benning. She's really true. <laughs> scene. We've got to get this in here. <laughs> she's going to be on 10. What do you want to see all over? <laughs> that scene where their dog, Dobie, runs into the road and just stands there. Oh, causes there. the biggest accident of all time. <laughs> and she like rolls under an 18 That was crazy. It I was just like, that. this movie needs a scene where something happens, and yeah. so this is what it's gonna and be. And I was like, I was like, okay, this is gonna be a dream she's having, but it wasn't. She caused, like, she killed like five people, probably. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Okay, there's a couple things. Let's talk about, like, just the ending, because I feel like that's more interesting. Is, like, the first thing is, uh, it's basically Robert Downey Jr.'s crazy person is, like, doing a terrible uh, caricature of Buffalo Bill. Yeah. And I like Robert Downey Jr. a lot. Like, I really like his acting a lot. I love his Tony Stark. But I feel like this is, like, maybe one of the worst performances it's of not, his that I've ever seen. It's not great. He seems like he'd be very easy to kill. And that's not what you want in a serial killer, I guess. No, he seems he seems like a community theater wacky crazy. Yeah. And they make him wear these very visible green contacts. And Oh yeah, they do. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He's wearing, he's got bright green eyes. They, they punch in on it a ton. And even though it's not shot in HD, you can still see the fucking contact lenses on his eyes. Like not just the color, like the rim around the lens. Like I can see crazy, but not crazy (laughs) enough to go get contacts, prescription contacts that are coming. I, I, I don't know. And the only, uh, well, I mean, there's, it's, it's, he's like prancing around in the forest while this helicopter chases him. It's like very visually memorable, but like, again, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And it kind of makes you appreciate Silence of the Lambs a lot more. Uh, but it's but, like, this guy is not a criminal mastermind or no. like, he's just like kind of weird. I don't know. And, and like all the stuff that should pay off in these things, like where it's like, oh, the nursery rhyme was this or that, is just like, no, it's from his crazy fucked up childhood because he's crazy and fucked up. Yes, like his it doesn't mom amount died to a bed to drown him when they flooded so, the town. <laughs> she, they they intersect because he's projecting his dreams into her, yeah. and she's living out his trauma, and so she can understand him better. Which I guess they try to make her a hero by being like. Oh, her insight from the dreams is what allows her to solve situations. But it, it's so like tangentially related. Yeah. It's never a factor. She's not like uh, Sherlock Holmesing that shit or no. like solving things. Like for example, of her terrible decision making, like she allows herself to get kidnapped by the guy. Yeah, so she, she gives can... him the gun. Yeah, she instead ostensibly... of shooting him in the head. The thing is, when you're watching the movie, it's not really clear. I mean, maybe it's clear, but it's like there's a lot of nonsense happening and she's babbling. So it's like you're not sure. You're like, okay, she's going to try to find this guy. But like you're not sure why her plan is to give herself up and to just leave herself completely She's trying vulnerable. to find the kid, I guess, maybe? Yes. And it's like it's only when she was like helping the kid escape that I was like, oh, that's her motivation. Oh, she really is a hero. But I'm like at like 70 minutes into this movie, I shouldn't be thinking, oh, yeah, I guess the main character really is kind of okay. Yeah. Like that shouldn't be my thing. Like I I should I should know earlier that I'm like, oh, 
uh, she she is sad because her daughter died, right? And so to make up for that, wants to make sure this yeah. never happens to anyone again. And no. it's like I think that that information is in there, but it's not quite as loud it's as muddled. like lip biting. <laughs> yeah, or it's muddled like, under her screaming crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot going on, and the movie is like is visually very distracting with all of its crazy elements and apples and red stuff and like weird characters and just like Robert Downey Jr. Like with a ponytail with a ponytail and green eyes, uh, like ridiculously inhumanly lizard green eyes. (laughs) Um, and like the only cool thing that happens in this movie really cool besides those moments you mentioned earlier i thought was at the very end when it for no reason becomes a freddy krueger movie oh yeah no that was the greatest part yeah that was really cool like a really good ending to a bad movie yeah i was like why wasn't that the whole i mean because i guess it's a good payoff is like she eventually inexplicably uh in catching him now has the power to enter his dreams yeah but she does it in a non well i thought she died isn't she dead Oh, I thought, really? I thought she fell off the bridge. They fall off the bridge together. I thought she died because she sees her daughter. And then now she's in her his dreams forever. I, that's what I thought. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. He's, she's, I didn't realize she died. I mean, it makes sense because her daughter's like, it's time to go home. Yeah. The mirror, and they, they echo the mirror, mirror thing. I mean, that makes sense to me. Sure, she's dead. And now she's haunting him. Okay, fine, whatever. Now he's, um, now his dreams are haunted. Now that he would care because he's a crazy person, like, I don't know why that would bother him. But I, I actually like that less. I'd, I'd rather the movie ends with her being like, okay, I'm going to use my dream powers to take out other serial killers and stuff like that. Like, that's my thing is that like this movie is so it's written by someone or put together by someone who is never going to make all the little details make sense. <laughs> so it's like, if you're going to be crazy, just go fucking bonkers. Cause like the crazier shit in this movie is more interesting. Yeah, she than... just, she becomes a serial killer hunter. Like, uh, that, uh, Dr. Sleep movie or whatever. That's, that's what happens in that movie. I don't remember. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, I I mean, like, maybe... I mean, Annette Benning has no business being in this movie because she's better than it. And I think the movie at some point is hampered by her trying to find some depth to it. Yeah. Because it might be well, more the director's fun only if you had a worse actress who is more campy, almost. Maybe. I feel like it's like the, the director was like, well, you know, just do it on 10. <laughs> and she's like, well, I need more direction than that. It's like, well, I don't know, just scream. <laughs> Yeah, to scream and try to find weird tics with your pronunciation (laughs) to distract from what's written. And she's like, well, I'm a fucking professional. I guess I'll do this. And then she used that to just. Yeah, that's just the whole character. (laughs) And it's like the lines are doing her no justice. She's like, you can kiss me if you want. Now I'm biting your lip or shooting you in the face or something. (laughs) I'm going to bite you and then shoot you in the face, you piece of shit. She like bites her husband's lip and he's yeah. like freaking out. He's ah, like squirting is, hemorrhaging I, blood. This is why I and he's, she's like, it was a dream. I'm he's like, you were wide fucking awake. awake, you crazy person. This is why I'm having an affair. This is why I want to have an affair. 
I know in the way they bring up the affair I know this is just belaboring the point but it's just like you they almost want you to empathize with him it's not done in a way where he's no. the scumbag yeah. it's they they keep making it so clear that she's fucked up and he's like this guy who like believes in her fucked up in this and it's she's like crazy. This, she's she's the hero though right she, she's, she's the hero we should dislike him not like he's like He's not a. This movie. This movie is about a woman who, in real life, is married to uh, Warren Beatty, right? Like you are just some guy. Like I can't get behind you. <laughs> Every time we try to be intimate, she bites my lip, and then she says it's a dream, and that's why we you, haven't. You should say you're welcome because somehow you, whoever you are, are the star of a movie. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore because your dog's <laughs> eating your face. You piece of shit. Yeah, you piece of something. Is yeah, that what happened? I the dog so. was like roped to a bed, and, and then Robert like, Downey Jr. killed him, or the dream of Robert Downey and, Jr. And that felt like that situation, while vaguely interesting, only felt vaguely interesting because it was a swing at seven, like walking into the room and like, oh, we were too late. This creepy murder just happened. Yeah, you know. But yeah. like, and then yeah, you like you said, they watched Seven Drunk, and they're like, I can do that. <laughs> How hard is it to like, do? It's easy to make a movie. Like if you took all the base elements and you're like, let me take out all the parts where the characters are humanized. This seems <laughs> boring. Crazy lady. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's 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 if uh it's if seven was only this there was no Gwyneth Paltrow plotline in yeah, seven. Exactly. You know, it's like they're never humanized, they never get to know one another. He's just screaming out about a box that there's nothing in because he was never married. He's just a crazy person. <laughs> right. Or, or the box is there, and it's like, oh, it's my wife, but we never saw her, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> why, why are That's you so what upset? This movie is I like. have no idea. No, it's like, it would be like if in, in Seven you were like, oh, thank God that the, the spouse is dead. Because that's how I felt in this movie. I was like, <laughs> oh, good, the oh, thank God. We don't have to dead. deal with that character anymore yeah. because he did nothing. He like, was all a pilot. The men in this movie. He was a pilot. That's that's I don't know what they do. That's maybe uh, the only good thing you can say about this movie that it accurately portrays how women feel when men aren't listening to them <laughs> because she feels like she has marbles in her mouth the whole time and can't coherently explain what she's trying to tell them. Uh, but she feels it very vividly, and they're all like, "She's fucking hysterical." Let's put her in insane put asylum because she is talking too <laughs> much. Also, featuring Margot Martindale, that was a fun surprise too. I don't know who that uh, is. She's she's just like she's like an indie actress who uh more recently came into like awards favor and is very talented but is just like a one scene bit part in this movie oh that's funny. very strange uh so that's 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 it for our conversation about in dreams so 10 out of 10 um, right i mean i said it before but i would say 10 out of 10 and now and now we will try to end this episode by singing our favorite song only in dreams by weezer it's like and it's like they, eight minutes long if they sue us it'll only help our <sighs> podcast because nobody's listening to All this right. even you're not listening let's, to this you're like doing the dishes right now do right the, let's start on dun, 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 are you gonna do the do you sing or do the bass line? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> reach out um, and touch you skipped a bunch of lines what are the <laughs> Only in, in dream. dream. Yeah, let's do that part. That's the best do, part. Do, 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 Only do, do, in dreams. Only in dreams. Uh, you do, do the, yeah, that's the best part. Let's, let's, let's just listen to this song. Let's listen to Hurley. That's my favorite. Uh, let's can we can we stop this recording now? The end. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Bunker Brothers. I'm Matt Shore. I played Brian. That was Mike Kolar as Jack. Annette Benning played the crazy screaming lady. That movie was weird. Uh, please uh, donate to our Patreon. You can get some cool rewards. Go to patreon.com slash bunkerbrothers. Leave us a review on Apple. Tell your friends about us. We really want to get the word out. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. Bye-bye.